Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode 10 of Hope Dealers. 10 episodes! We made it, and we want to thank you guys, and we want to uh, ask you please forgive us for being gone the past couple of weeks. Uh, there's been some things going on, but it's all uh, good things in the Lord, and we're very thankful that the Lord is with us, that he's yeah. blessed us for 10 episodes. Can you believe it, Corey? No, no. I can't believe it's it. It's crazy. It doesn't seem like it's been that many weeks, but no. we... Uh, want to thank you guys for listening. We want to yeah. thank you for uh, just being faithful. For those of you that's prayed for us, for those of you who sent comments, thank you so very much. It means the world to us. And we just ask that you please continue to write to us, uh, talk to us, send us your prayer requests, send us your show ideas, testimonies. We have a lot of very good testimonies that are going to be coming in the future. And we just thank God for them. And we ask that you yes. please write to us. Our email address is hopedealers7777 at gmail.com. And without further ado, we will get started. Uh, this is my sister, Corey Sparks, my sister in the Lord. Yes. And uh, my sister... In the Lord, and we just want to thank you that um, that you have been faithful listeners, and just thank you um, for all your support and prayers. And Corey, I'm just going to turn it over to you, and you're going to talk about a sermon that you did at Destiny Outreach Ministries, probably what, two or three weeks ago, something like that. Yeah. Okay. So Corey's going to she's going to preach at us now. So just. <laughs> Just listen to her because... We're going to talk about it. <laughs> so just listen to her because she knows how to preach. Oh, thank you, Billy. I appreciate that. And this is my dear brother, Billy. I love and appreciate him so much. Um, it's just a blessing. So um, when I spoke, I guess it's been probably three Wednesdays ago now, um, I spoke, God put it on my heart that the things we go through leads us to his destination. Um, pain is the gate to where God wants us to be. And God has a purpose for all of us. Um, in Psalms 139, 13 through 16, it says, For you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. 15, my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully walked in the depths of the earth. Your eyes had seen my unformed substance and in your book were all written the days that were ordained for me when as yet there was not one of them. So this tells us that God knew us before we were born. When he placed us in our mother's womb, he knew the assignment that he would put on earth for us to do. And he knew us inside and out. You were skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. He skillfully formed us with purpose. So if you were here, if you were on this earth, God has a purpose for your life. And God knows what he's called you to do. He knows what he's ordained you to do. He's seen you before you were even formed. He created you. Every part of your body, every part of your mind, your desires, your heart, your love for him, your love for people, whatever you're interested in, God knows you inside and out. So Jeremiah 1, 4 through 5 says, Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I know you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you to be a prophet to many nations. Let me stop you for just a second. I looked up the word consecrated. Okay. And I think it's really cool because it means having been having been made or declared sacred or holy. 
So wow. this is before you were born, I consecrated you. So we yes. are made holy by Jesus. And it's awesome to know that um, when we were in the mother's womb, that God poured his holiness out upon us. And he yes. knew that one day we were going to accept Jesus. And he just um, made us for the purpose of serving him. Yes, he made us for that. We are here to serve the Lord, mm-hmm. to love the Lord, and to bring others to the Lord to end their suffering, to know that they're not alone because in this life, there will be many trials as the Bible tells us. But the, but God says, take heart, I've overcome the world. And the way we overcome it is through God because he's already been through it and we need his strength. It is necessary to get through this life because we are not designed to walk without the Holy Spirit. That's when we crumble and fall. Exactly. We are, like Corey said, we are created in order to serve the Lord. And that's, I I found that um, we are born because God, when he created us, the way that we're different from animals is that God actually breathed his spirit into us when he formed man. And that's what we call our spirit. And that's the, the immortal part of us. But because he did that, we are born with the knowledge of, of God. Right. Even those who do not come to Jesus, they know in their hearts that there is a God because God says, I think it's in Psalms, that the fool has said in his heart that there is no God. Mm. So we all know deep down that there's a God. And there's even, uh, it says, it talks about even the animals know of God. It says in Job chapter 12, verses 7 through 10, but ask the animals and they will teach you or the birds in the sky and they will tell you or speak to the earth and it will teach you or let the fish in the sea inform you which of these things does not know that the Lord has done this. In his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. So how cool is it that we all carry the breath of God in, in, inside us. Yeah. And how cool is it that we can look out on a beautiful day like this when uh, it's 80 some degrees outside and there's not a cloud in the sky. You can look at these mountains and you yeah. can know in your heart that there is a God in heaven without a doubt. That's exactly right. So the first point was we are born with a purpose. Mm-hmm. God designed us with a purpose. Purpose. The reason for which something is done or created or for which something exists. So our purpose is determined before we discover it. Mm -hmm. God's already established what he's put inside of us for us to do our earthly purpose here on earth. He already knows. So whatever our desires are, what we're passionate about, like for me, my purpose is to help people come out of addiction. Because I have lived through addiction. Say that I'd never touched a drug and I'd never been through that. I don't think I would have the outlook that I have on it today. God brought me through addiction on the other side so I could drag others with me. Mm -hmm. You know, come on, friends. I know the way out. It's Jesus. It's support. It's the steps. It's most importantly, the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, but you have to have support. You know, we recover together. So God knows all those things about you. And as for me, I like pizza. Clearly, I I do too. (laughs) I I, I like pizza, but more importantly, just as Corey said, when you have experience in trials and tribulations, uh, like for me, it was depression, mental illness, uh, dark thoughts, so dark that a couple of times I tried to kill myself. And, you know, praise the Lord, I wasn't successful but you yes, once the, the God, uh, God, he brings us th- 
through trials and tribulations for two things to so that we will know that we must depend on him to lead us out of those trials and temptations. Yeah. And also, as Corey was saying, so that we can help each other. Yeah. And if we have experience with such things, we can encourage others when they are going through the trials and tribulations. Absolutely. Okay, so my next point was God's purpose requires your involvement. And what we're talking about here is Moses. And when he was born to his mother... There was a law, the king, uh, the Pharaoh back in that time, commanded every son that was born, like you had to throw him in the river and they had to die. Mm-hmm. So um, when Moses' mom had him, she noticed that there was something very special about him. He was beautiful. Some virgins say he was a fine child. You know, like this child was very special to his mother. And she couldn't do that, Billy. Like, mm-hmm. she could not. Um, so she hid him for three months until she knew that she couldn't hide him anymore. And um, and then I feel like she was prompted by God. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't say that. But it all worked in God's perfect plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so what she done, as you know, uh, she built a basket uh, with some weeds and she put tar on the bottom of it so it would float. And she placed her baby in the basket and set him in the river. Um, and can you imagine how hard that was? I, I, I cannot. I think I don't have kids, but um, I have cats, so many cats. <laughs> He's the cat man. And, and believe, <laughs> I'm the dog girl. I'm the, I'm the old cat man. But, <laughs> As much, I, I love those cats. They're yes, my family. Yes, and uh, I yes. could not um, set them out knowing that, not knowing where they would go or what they would eat or just, yeah, the idea of just giving something up that I love so much and abandoning it to whatever. It just. Yeah, to whatever happens. But somehow I feel like that woman had faith to know it's going to be okay. I mean, can you imagine the bond? you know, that she had with this child. She held him for three months. She kept him away from everybody to herself, you know, bonding with this child. I feel like somewhere inside of her, God was telling her, it is going to be okay. So what I love about this story is his sister was down the river a little bit and she was watching. Well, she was watching in Pharaoh's daughter's court. So she was among them. And when Pharaoh's daughter went out to to bathe, she said, what is that? You know, so she was in wonder a little bit. She saw uh, this basket in the river. And so she had one of her servants' girls go check it out. Well, it was a baby. And she felt compassion for this child. Mm-hmm. You know, although she knew her dad's orders, and she said, well, this must be an, a Hebrew child. Um, but anyhow, she had compassion on this baby, and the little sister was right there, and she said, do you want me to go get someone to nurse him? And she went and got Moses' mother, which was her mother, and Pharaoh's daughter said, if you take care of him, nurse him, I will pay you. So that part really blows my mind. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. her obedience, her involvement into getting Moses where he needed to be. And then she gets rewarded by getting to keep her beloved and get paid for it. Yes, absolutely. That's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. And it just leaves anyone with half a brain that reads the story <laughs> To know that it is the Lord that orchestrated this whole thing. He orchestrated, yes. Later on, you're going to talk about how the Lord talks to Moses and he tells him, you know, I've heard the cries of my people. 
They were under severe bondage from the Egyptians being treated horribly. And God heard their cries. He always hears her cries. Even though we may not, he may not respond all at once. He does things in his own time. And we must, well, he teaches us to have patience. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. It isn't easy. And if you're as hard headed as I am, it's, it's, uh, sometimes (laughs) it takes longer than it should. But, uh, God hears our prayers. And, uh, I'm sure that, uh, the mother of this child, you know, she was having trouble being patient too. But in all this time, through all these things, uh, the Lord made this plan and he executed it. And it eventually led to Moses bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt. Yes. And that's exactly where we're going with it. Because how Moses, when he saw the mistreatment of his Hebrew, mm-hmm. you know, his fellow people, which he was raised different, but he said, this isn't right. So in his anger, in his righteous anger, he killed someone, which was not what he should have done. But anyways, he ran because then Pharaoh was going to kill him. So he escaped from that. But he always had justice inside of him. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because God put that inside of him for his perfect purpose, because God knew he was going to be the one to rescue his people. And it's also important to know that just like you said, Moses saw uh, his his countryman being abused and he, he yeah. killed the person that was abusing him and of course that wasn't right no and but even so you know when you are saved by the blood of jesus when you are the called according to god's purpose his protection covers you it does and we've talked about grace so many times we have and jesus had not come then but but still god's love even though there was no grace through salvation god's love protected moses even though he did something that was wrong exactly because he was moses was god's chosen servant god protected him and he always protects us yes, even he when does. we do wrong even when we do wrong that's so true i mean his grace covers it all that's mm-hmm. why he went to the cross so So as Moses was fleeing, God got Moses' attention by this burning bush that wasn't consumed by the fire. Mm -hmm. And so he took a closer look. So this passage tells me also that we do need to stop and be in wonder because I feel like sometimes God tries to speak to us, but in our busy lives, we don't slow down to actually hear what he's saying or pay attention to what he's trying to do. So Moses actually, like, what if Moses would have blew it off and been like, huh? Again, it goes back to uh, uh, being hard-headed. And time after time, you look through the Old Testament, you see how Israel, no matter what God did for them, they turned away from it. They built idols and and did terrible things. And sometimes, you know, we become so stubborn, so used to our lives, so comfortable in where we are, that we fail or we don't want to see what God wants us to do. So sometimes he has to do something like... uh, Put a burning bush in our path or <laughs> right? knock us over the head with something or get us thrown in jail or just anything to so get true. our attention so and true. stop us from uh, doing the things that he does not want us to do and do the things that he does want us to do. That's exactly right. Well, God told Moses, I'm sending you to deliver the people out of the brutality that they're facing. And, you know, that that's hard because he's mm-hmm. escaping from pharaoh he's scared clearly like but you're gonna send me so moses gave god a ton of excuses why he couldn't go who am i little old me who am i that i should carry out this huge plan and purpose that you have this huge task like little old me and i think sometimes we feel like that like 
Oh, I can't do that. That's too big. But when God has called you to something, you have to know it's not just you and your power, what you can physically do, because the Lord the King of Kings is behind you. And there are angels all around that are fighting for your good that are going to make sure you get to where you're, you need to go. And I can tell you that that's true, that there are angels surrounding us right now. Absolutely. And, and, and Corey, I, I don't know about you, but I can feel the Spirit of the Lord inside me, around me, all over Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And it's just like a normal day here when we meet to do this podcast. And you know, it's uh, nothing nothing special, but as we pray before every broadcast, oh, yes. as soon as we say amen, we feel this anointing from the Lord, and we just kind of go on autopilot. Yeah. And, and it's not us, guys, it's not us saying all these things. So right. If God, the message is, if, if God is calling you to do something, he will empower you Absolutely. and give you what you need to get it done. Absolutely. Like I could never do on my own what God has helped me to do. I remember, I'll just go over this real quick because we're talking about this. When I first started like trying to teach lessons for Celebrate Recovery, I'm a huge advocate for recovery. I, I know I've talked about that several times. I was like paralyzed with fear. Mm -hmm. Like I could not move. I could not talk. Like I talked, I read the slides, but then I'm like, next one, next one. Like I wouldn't sit and talk about, you know, what I really needed to convey Mm -hmm. this message. But, you know, since God has helped transform me and know that, hey, this is not in my strength that I'm able to talk to people about Jesus. This is him. This is the Holy Spirit. I'm just a vessel. It is not about me. So when we come to that point to say, look, this is not about me. If I can lead someone to him, I don't care. I don't care what I look like up here. If he called me to it, but the Bible does say he will never put us in shame. So when he goes before you and tells you to do something, he is going to make sure that you are covered and he is leading you. He's guiding you. He's speaking through you. If you are anointed to teach or to speak or to talk to people and to try to help them, he is going to empower you to do that. Exactly. And remember that God doesn't expect you to do it all at once or to be perfect at, at first. Progress. Progress is the thing. And each time that you do his will, yeah. you'll do it a little bit better and you'll be a, bit, a little bit less afraid. That's right. And uh, you gain strength and confidence as you go. Uh, you know, it's not always easy. We would want to think that, you know, sure, I can do this, but it's not always easy to go up to someone, especially someone you don't know all that well, and ask them, do you know Jesus? Yeah. But it's what the Lord <laughs> so called true. us to do. Or can know? I pray for you? And you're like, ah, I might get rejected. But if God put it on your heart. Exactly. And you, know? and you need to do it. You and do. Because Jesus commanded us to do that. That was the last thing he said before he went up to heaven. He said, you know, feed my sheep. Yeah. He asked us to declare his message, his love throughout the world. So if we make that first step of faith, he'll do the rest. He will. We take the steps. We do what we can do. He will carry us through. That is for sure. Because that's just who he is. So God, uh, Moses gave God excuses to why he shouldn't go. His speech impediment was one. And we may feel like the things that we've been through has disqualified us from what God's plan is. That is a lie. If anything, it makes you more valuable knowing that the hell you came out of, God has brought you through and now you can help someone else. That adds value to you. Knowing that, look, I've really been through some stuff Mm -hmm. that God has brought me out. So don't think that maybe you're not smart as someone. Maybe you're not as educated. Maybe you have a record. Maybe you're a felon. Hey, I feel you. You know what I'm saying? But if God called you to it, you have all you need. 
You have all you need. The both of us sitting here right here are living proof that if God wants to use you, if you respond to him, he will use you. Yeah. Uh, some way, somehow, according to his purpose. So don't be afraid. Take that step of faith and he will not only use you, but he will give you a brand new, wonderful life in the process. Yes, he will. And so when Moses told God, like, I don't speak well, God was angry because God already showed him miracles. He said, what is in your hand? Moses said, a rod is in my hand. So God's like, I'm going to use that rod to perform miraculous signs and wonders. So they'll know that it is I that has sent you. And this is not on your own because Moses could have never made a rod turn into a snake, made his hand, you know, turn leverous and then heal it. Like God showed Moses, look, I'm going before you and I'm going to do things that you could never do on your own. It is me that is going to empower you to do this. You're not going alone. Mm -hmm. And then God said, okay, what about your brother Aaron? Because Aaron can speak well and you'll have someone to go with you. And when God gives you that person to go with you, I just want to say, embrace that. Don't be in competition with that hold each other, pull each other up, like pray for each other. We are stronger in numbers and we need each other. Moses needed Aaron. He did. And uh, it, it's very wonderful to know, just like you said, that God uses our weaknesses as his strength. It's yes. almost as like he wants to put put it back in the devil's face. What yeah. you meant for bad, I will turn into good. Yes. For he is the Lord God Almighty. That's right. And uh, it's, just, it, it's just wonderful to know that Moses could not speak well and he was afraid. And not only did God send his brother and magic signs, you know, powerful signs in front of him, uh, he also turned him into a, a, a great speaker. Eventually, yeah. uh, he became the leader of the nation of Israel. Yeah. And he called upon the Lord and spoke very eloquently. He did. He did, absolutely. So. Moses had to remember each time he went to Pharaoh how God had rescued them before. God brought me through this before. He's going to do it again. With his power, Pharaoh's not going to kill me because, you know, all these plagues came up on Pharaoh mm -hmm. and all that happened. Well, Pharaoh kept saying, okay, you make this go away. I'm going to let the people go. You make this go, you know, do this and that. Well, he kept lying to the people, you know, and that was very hard for Moses to go through. But finally... The people escaped. Now let's talk about the the Passover. Yeah. It's like the last uh, the last miracle that God performed. He said that He was going to uh, kill all the firstborn. Yeah. And what He told His uh, people, His the Israelites, to do, He said, "I want you to take a lamb, sacrifice it, put the blood on the doorpost." And He says, "When I see the blood, my spirit will pass away, and I will not kill that firstborn child." It's important to note that that is a symbol of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he yeah. is, it was a, a foreshadowing, a picture of things to come, and that the uh, the Passover lamb is uh, a symbol of the, the blood that Jesus shed on the cross, yeah. the blood that atones for all of our sins, that wipes us all as clean as snow. Yes. So it's just awesome to know that even in so many years before Jesus was to come, that the Lord already had his plan in place, and he gave us this wonderful symbol that we can look back on and see that he already knew he was going to send his son. Absolutely. Absolutely. So finally, when they were on their way out, there was not a way to get away. God made a path through a, a sea for them to walk right through. God said, stretch your hands out. Mm -hmm. And the seas parted, the winds blew, and they were able to walk through on dry ground. 
it's it's awesome. And think about just how far, just in that period of time, yeah. Moses had come. He started out, he yeah. killed somebody, was running up into the hills, didn't know if he was going to live or die. Yeah. Sees a burning bush and he tries to run away from God, can't speak, all this. And then here a little bit later, he's raising his staff and these, the Red Sea parts in front of him. Literally parts. And as soon as God's children pass by and get on the other side, the sea comes back and kills all of Pharaoh's army. Yeah, after they walk through, mm-hmm. the enemy's behind them. So if you feel like you're walking through this dry ground and the enemy's behind you, if you know that God has parted the water for you to walk through, the enemy cannot destroy you, but God will destroy the enemy that is chasing after you like he did with Moses and the people. They got through and then the water went back, so they drowned because there was more fighting for Moses and those people than against. Exactly. Uh and that was really the only way that, that the only way to go. You know, there was nowhere to go. So yeah. what does God do? He makes a way where there makes is a way where, where there is no, no way. way. And it doesn't matter what kind of enemy is running behind you. It doesn't matter what kind of ocean is in front of you. If the Lord calls you to do His will to serve Him, He will. Do whatever it takes. Yeah, so all Moses had been through up to that point had led him to this moment to actually rescue these people. Yes, and it shows us that um, you cannot fail if the Lord's behind you. That's right. It's it's, um, one of the great Bible verses, if God is for us, who can be against us? A lot of times, you know, we, we... just don't think about that or you know we get afraid and uh it seems like you know all these things all these people all these demons are against us we stop to think but then you think about the he's the lord god almighty yeah he's the creator of heaven and earth he holds the stars in his hands he spoke light from darkness and with these words let there be light he created everything now don't think for a minute that any power principality person Enemy, spirit, demon, whatever, they have no power against the Lord God Almighty and the blood of Jesus Christ. That's right. So just if you forget that, just think about Moses and think about Moses this. was just a man. Mm-hmm. Like Moses could have never made a sea part. Like he couldn't have made all these plagues happen. Like Moses was a guy. But he was empowered by Mm -hmm. the Spirit of the Lord. So if God has called you to something and you feel like, in my strength, I can't do it. I feel you, sister. In my strength, I can't do a lot of things. But it is through his strength and being empowered by the Lord, we can do all things through him that gives us strength. And that is the word of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. So just uh, rest in this and take joy in this. And when you feel scared... And you feel like you can't do what God is calling you to do. But you know in your heart that the Holy Spirit wants you to do something. What do you do? Just talk to God about it. Yeah. God will not get mad at us. He ended. He took out all of his wrath on Jesus, his son, on the cross. Yeah. And all that is, he's not a God of anger. He feels no anger toward us anymore. He he does correct us, but he does it with love. Yes. He doesn't do it with, with anger. He doesn't bring plagues down on us any, anymore. No. So please don't be afraid. If you're, anything that you fear, even if you're mad or angry, say, God, I don't want to do this. I don't feel like I can do it. It's okay. Just talk to him about it and tell him your concerns. And he will work, he will help you work through it. Yeah, because the Bible tells us, you know, he transforms us by the way we think. He transforms our mind and changes the way we think. So if we're thinking, 
I'm scared. I can't do this. I'm not like them. I don't speak as well as he does, this and that. God transforms our mind and he helps us and he gives us peace and he empowers us to say, no, you can't, but I can. Like what we could never do on our own, we can do through God's strength. And that's part of the journey. You learn as you go. Yes. And just bit by bit, day by day, you come to see and you come to trust in, in the Lord. Yeah. And uh, eventually you will get to a place where, you know, you're better than you were and you don't fear as much. Yeah. And you learn to see that it doesn't matter. God will provide. You learn to trust God more. You don't have to worry about anything. And God will put you through some challenging situations just to um, show you over and over again if that's what it tastes like with me, you know, you eventually even somebody as hard-headed as me will get it and you come to where <laughs> you come to a place where you just don't worry of course yep. we all have worries but, but the, the closer you get to god the less those worries are and day by day every day you come to fear less and less to where you know i wake up it's going to be a wonderful day because god's for me and no one could be against me it's it's as as um naive <laughs> as it may sound it really is as simple as that, that. is so true like you know, sometimes we face things and the initial reaction may just be like, what? Oh my gosh. Like it'll knock your socks off or pull the rug out from under you. And you're like, oh gosh, like I'm never going to get out of this situation. How did this happen? What am I supposed to do? Like, it's okay to have a freak out moment because Mm -hmm. that happens. But then after you get your bearings together, you're like, look, God has got me. Like he's brought me this far. And one of my points on here that I didn't talk about is remember how he rescued you before. So when you're facing this challenging situation and you're like, oh gosh, this is big. But then I have to think, oh, but God did this for me last time. God rescued me from this. Okay. That was fine. What I thought would kill me didn't. You know, God has given me this, this, and this. Things that I never thought I would dream of. But then God rescued me then too. He healed my mom. You know, like he gave me my son back. He delivered me from addiction. Like God did this, this, and this. Like we have to remember how he rescued us before. And that gives us courage to know, well, this is nothing for the Lord. And and oftentimes he will... Just every now and then, he doesn't want us to count on signs and wonders, but every now and then, he will cause something supernatural to happen in our lives so that we will know beyond a doubt that no one could have done this but, but the, Lord. the Lord. Exactly. It's <laughs> something that it's, it's all. It's I'm going to shout, Billy. Shout, do it. It's, <laughs> it's just like the, um, the Lord. Exactly. It's just like Moses yes. holding that staff up in the Red Sea party. It may not be that extreme, but there's been things that might happen that happens in my life that. It's uh, it is supernatural, and there is nothing that would cause these There's things. There's nothing but, that can explain God. it. And God doesn't want us to count on miracles, and He doesn't want us to count on supernatural things because He wants us our faith to grow. God yeah. wants us to live by faith and not by sight. But He will. The closer we draw to Him, He says, "Draw near Me, and I will draw, draw near, near to you. you." The closer that we get to Him, the more He knows He can trust us then he will show us signs and wonders occasionally just to give us, to reinforce us, to let us know that this is only the hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord. And if you're going through a battle today, and most of us are going through stuff, just know that the battle is the Lord's. What? Okay, think of David Goliath for a minute. Little David, you know, like he went up against this huge giant and that giant would have stomped him. Like, you know, there's no doubt about it. It's like, not, yeah. he couldn't have beat Goliath in his own strength. 
But God empowered David. And what did David say? The battle is the Lord's. And another thing to note is that David had faith. Yes. David was just a little kid, like 16 years old. He's, he's home feeding his, 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 his dad's flock. Yeah. Everybody was at, at war, just scared to death of this giant. And uh, his dad said, go feed your brothers. So David gets there. And the first thing he does is he look at this giant. And he says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that dares to come against the Call army of the Lord? Out. And he says, this day I will cut off your head with your sword. And then he proceeded to do it. Yeah. Now, if he had gone in there without the spirit of the Lord, what do you think would have happened? He would have got stomped. Stomped oh, yeah. like a grape. Yeah. But God cherishes faith and he rewards it. And he takes the lowly like David and he turns him into a mighty king who one of who, who in David was the ancestor of our Lord Jesus. So this just shows you that God takes the lowest, and all it takes is just a little bit of faith. God said, look at my man David. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. <laughs> he did. That God caused David his mighty man. Yes, he did. He said, look at him go. He trusts me. So, and that's what we have to do. Mm-hmm. What God sees as might is not what the things the world sees as might. It's not having a big car. It's not having money. No. It's not having any of these. It's having love for his son, Jesus Christ, and it's having faith. That is what God sees, what he cherishes, and what he rewards. God sees your heart. Men mm-hmm. see outward stuff. That's not important to God. God sees your heart and your heart after him. And the first commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and then love your neighbor as yourself. So it is up to us, Billy, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to yes. show our neighbor's love, to reach out to the hurting and say, look, God did this for me. He can do it for you. That is the main thing about being like Jesus, right? Like just showing people. Yes, because we can never be um, holy like Jesus. You know, we receive right. our righteousness through him yeah. and we're made righteous by him. But at the same time, we're we're always going to be just people. And we're, as, long we're as, we're, as long as we're living in the flesh until the day that the Lord gives us our uh, redeemed body, when the rapture comes, then then we're going to be, we're going to have sin in our lives. Yeah. But it, the sin is covered. It's it's forgiven. And God just wants us to all work together yeah. to help each other. Help to each love other. Each love other. each Again, other. Again, it goes back to what, what did God say, you know, before he went back up to heaven, love each other as I have loved you. Yes. And just we need not think about our differences. Yeah. We need not think about, you know, the color of our skin, you know, uh, this person's from here, I'm from there, this guy believes in the Republicans, I believe in the Democrats, all this stuff, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. uh, We are all human. That's right. And we all need Jesus. And so our... We're all brothers and sisters. our, 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 Our commandment is to go forth and show the love of Jesus to the world. So that is... uh. That is the point that God will bring us to, and it's the point of Corey's message that what starts out small can become something great with God. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And praise the Lord for that. And there, we're all hurting in some way or another, mm-hmm. you know, so it's so important just to be kind to be loving, to show people Jesus. And not that you have to try to push Jesus on anybody, but Billy and I know that you're just missing out if you're not living, you know, with Jesus in your heart. But it's just to show them love. Show them Jesus, like, without, like, trying to shove them down their throat by being love, because God is love. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard not to... 
It's hard not to talk about the Lord when you experience what your life can be. When, exactly. when you have him inside your heart, everything changes. Everything yes. changes. And it changes for the better. And you're happy and it's just, just filled with joy. Freedom. Joy and freedom. So if anything else you want to say, Corey? I think we've about covered it, but I love where God led us with this, like to show people who Jesus is by being mm-hmm. kind, being loving. If someone's hateful and mean, they're hurting. You know what I'm saying? Like grace. A lot of times, there's been a couple of times in my life when I've been in the presence of someone that frankly was a jerk and yeah. you know, they're always mad, always talking about somebody, always causing trouble. And your initial reaction is just to not like this person, not want anything to do with them. And then you come to find, well, something's horrible happened in this person's life. Exactly. They're going through this, they're going through that. So it's just, don't judge yeah. and just uh, try and love everyone, even when they are unlovable. not lovable. <laughs> and if you can't love them right off at the bat, just pray for them. Yeah, and they God, need it. God will reveal you know, what's going on in their lives or he will cause uh, a, a deeper relationship with that person. And you will come to see that, that we all just need each other. We need each other. And most of all, we need Jesus. Yes. And if you're listening to this... Uh, this all may seem very strange to you if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. All this talk about love. Maybe you don't feel any love. Maybe you've never been loved. Maybe uh, you don't know what love is. Maybe you don't feel like you deserve love. Maybe you yeah. think you've done things that disqualify you from God's love. But that is not true. It's not even close to being true. God loves every one of us. Yes, he Each does. one of us. All of his children. So much so that from the beginning of the world, he had the plan in place that would save us from our sins. When Adam sinned back in the Garden of Eden, he caused sin to go through all the world, and each person was born in sin. And the only way, the Bible says that the only uh, forgiveness from sin is only found through the shedding of blood. So what did God do? He sent his son, Jesus Christ, who was the only, he was man, Yet he was God at the same time. And he walked the earth 33 years as a man without sin. He never committed a single sin. Therefore, his blood was perfect. And he became the spotless, sinless lamb. And when he went on the cross to be crucified, for that six hours that he hung upon the cross, he was—he became, he took on every sin, every disease, every punishment that you and I deserve. We all know in our hearts that, that we, we sinned against God. But uh, know this, the Lord came and died and was risen on the third day in victory over sin, hell, death, and the grave so that we would not have to suffer the punishment that we deserve. Yeah. So um, we're forgiven. Yeah. And all you have to do to to receive this, to be forgiven once and for all for all past, present, and future sins is to just to believe in the Lord and accept him as your Savior. Two verses that we talk about all the time on Hope Dealers. Romans 10, 9 says, <coughs> excuse me, he who confesses with his tongue that Jesus is Lord and believes in his heart that God has raised him from the dead shall be saved. There's yeah. no ifs, buts about it. You will be saved. That's right. And John three sixteen says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth yes. in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's right. So, Corey is going to pray right now. And please, if you're feeling that 
God wants you to accept his son. That's the Holy Spirit. And we're going to be talking about next week that we believe that we're living in end times. And you never know when Jesus is going to return. And if he does, Terry, you never know when you're going to end up dead. We don't know. We don't know when our, don't we don't know the day of our death. It could be now. It could be 10 years from now. The question is, where are you going to go when you die? If, you, if the Lord is calling to you, don't put it off. Not even considering death. Just just think about how wonderfully happy you can be in, in the life in God's on grace. Earth. So please, if you if you um, now is the day of salvation, the Bible yeah. says, don't put it off. And please, from your heart, just pray with Corey and and let the Lord change your life. Yes, dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you. We thank you for who you are, God, Lord. I just ask, God, that you would just come into my heart, God. Lord, forgive me for my sins, God. I am sorry, God, for my shortcomings. Lord, I believe Jesus died and he rose again on the third day to give me hope. He died for my sins, and I believe that he is the Son of God, born of the Virgin Mary. And, God, I just thank you, God, for taking me in under your wing. God, I thank you for your forgiveness and your love for me, God. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise the praise the Lord Jesus yes. Christ. And if you just prayed that prayer, congratulations. You're woo, now woo, a child woo, of God. Uh, and heaven is your home. Nothing yes. can ever take that away from you. That's right. And please write to us and let us know. Um, again, thank you so much for making the first 10 episodes of Hope Dealer such a success. We enjoy this time. Um, Every week. I look forward to it. Corey, yeah. I think you do too. Yes, I do. And uh, it's just a wonderful time. We're so happy to be able to do this. And yes. please write to us, hopedealers7777 at gmail.com. Talk to us. Ask us questions. Yell at us, whatever you want to do. But write to us. Uh, we're glad to pray for you. We're glad to uh, talk to you about anything you want to. So until next week, we will see you later. Bye. Bye.